The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. When it comes to nature sites in Edmonton, we know the River Valley is something most of us treasure. But what other places are on your list? What are your favorite nature places in Edmonton? The Nature Conservancy of Canada is putting together a list, a top 10 list of nature sites in the region um, that they you know, would like to be conserved conserved and protected, and it's looking for your help. So Karis Richards is with the NCC. She joins us in studio this afternoon. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on. Okay, so it was interesting. When you look at some of these uh, numbers that were thrown out here, it said that more than 80% of Canadians live in cities and urban areas. 90% of us say they feel happier, healthier, and more productive when uh, connected to nature. Why does it seem that maybe conservancy isn't much of a priority? Well, it's interesting because um, cities have been traditionally considered separate from nature, maybe. And so the Nature Conservancy of Canada is just trying to get people to recognize that urban settings can also uh, contain important natural areas. Um, Our cities and the green spaces provide a lot of habitat for species such as native pollinators. Mm -hmm. Save the Bees is such like a a big campaign these days. Yeah, absolutely. mm -hmm. I was I was uh, I was bummed out because I went to take down my uh, bee house yesterday. I went to have a mason mm-hmm. bee house. I went to take down my mason bee house, and they had, um, had laid their eggs and larvae in there, and they were all plugged up with mud on the end of it. Yeah. Um, and the last time I checked, it was all good to go. Then I went to take it down yesterday, and they were all gone. So I'm, I'm guessing that, I don't know, if a wasp got in there and, and ate it all up. But anyway, I was just all bummed out about it. It just made me think of that for a second. Well, all you can so, do is provide the native habitat well, and flowers out <laughs> and hope that they come back next year. Well, that's what I'm hopeful. I'll put the bee, the mason uh, bee house back up next year. So, you know, despite the fact that, you know, we feel happier when connected to nature. Um, a lot of us spend the majority of time inside. Why? Why is that? Do you think? Is it just? Is it just easier to be inside? Is it just easier to sit down and plop your butt on the couch and turn on the TV? Yeah, I think we just live in such a digital age that going outdoors and getting those experiences connecting to nature uh, doesn't happen organically anymore. It Mm. takes effort, it takes time, and it takes planning. And so what the Nature Conservancy of Canada is trying to do is just um, get people to reconnect with nature in your backyard. There's so many wonderful opportunities. You mentioned the North Saskatchewan River that flows through the heart of Edmonton, uh, the ravine network and all of the rivers and lakes and wetlands and forested area we have around here. There's so many great opportunities. Yeah, you sometimes wonder what's what's changed. I mean, when when I was a kid and when a lot of my listeners were kids, we would uh, take out or we'd head out first thing in the morning and off we'd go and we'd come home when the streetlights came on. Gosh knows what time that was. <laughs> and we were outside playing all the time. And I don't know if it's, if it's computers, if it's video games, if it's television, what it is um, that we're not turning to outside anymore. Yeah, well, that's one thing. Uh, The Nature Conservancy of Canada conducted a poll of Canadians earlier in the year to try and get a sense of how connected people are to nature. Yeah. And uh, two-thirds of Canadians say that um, they spend less time outdoors now than they used to when they were younger. So we're just trying to foster that reconnection with the great outdoors and get people outside. You know, it's amazing. I live um, not very far from some remarkable (laughs) spots (laughs) when it comes to nature spots in Edmonton. And I'll be honest with you, Um, The amount of times I've been out there doing anything, maybe I'm just, again, lazy. I just don't feel like putting on my hiking boots and going out there and wandering around. But, 
You know, that's that's the absolute truth. Maybe just overwhelmed, stressed, you're tired, whatever it is. So you're putting together a, a list. You're hoping to put together this list, this mm-hmm. top 10 list. How is that going to be decided? Right now you're asking people to go to the Facebook page. Yeah, if people want to go to the Nature Conservancy of Canada's Facebook page and give us your input about what you think some of the most important <laughs> natural areas are around the city of Edmonton. Um, on November 13th, the Nature Conservancy of Canada is hosting a Nature Talks speaker series presentation. Mm. So this is a cross-country speaker series. It's kind of like a TED Talk. Okay. There's uh, panelists to speakers. Everybody gets about five minutes to get up and make a presentation. Uh, the topic of this event is going to be urban nature. So Mm. reconnecting people with the green spaces um, in their city and in their backyards. And at this event, we're actually going to be unveiling the top 10 list from uh, everybody's suggestions that you've put together. We're looking for areas that still have a lot of habitat, um, a lot of species, uh, maybe important for migratory birds Mm. or some healthy wetlands. And we're going to be using this list to try and encourage people to get outside more and go and check out some of these areas. How do you you rank them? Like who makes that decision? Uh, well, the cool thing about <laughs> NCC is that we are a science-driven organization, so we have quite a few scientists mm. on staff, and they're going to be looking at the suggestions people bring in and trying to determine uh, ecologically which ones uh, are the most important for habitat and for species at risk. Um, one of the really cool things about Edmonton is with all this green space and, you know, the ravines and, the, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, river that comes to the middle of the city, there are a lot of species that, uh, that you know, wildlife and wildlife. Yeah, yeah that live here in the city now and people don't realize how close we are actually to well we nature. were ta- we you know we were talking about it last week because we got talking about um coyotes coyotes whatever mm-hmm. whatever way you want to say it don't text me texters because <laughs> yeah coyotes apparently if you're in edmonton um and because there was that coyote that snitched that dog i don't know if you saw it up in north edmonton kind of jumped over the fence and the, i think the dog's going to be okay or they it dropped it eventually but you know out by where i live i saw four coyotes walking down the street at about one o'clock in the morning a couple weekends ago and it's that holy smokes thing right all you, you have the deer you have uh you have uh we've had a moose in our backyard. I mean it's it's amazing, but you you forget about that unless you see it. Yeah, I live in the community of Terwilliger and yeah. on the community Facebook page a little while ago somebody posted be careful if you're walking at night because they saw a cougar. Really? The community. And there's, you know, that big ravine just to the east of yeah. uh, my community. And I think a lot of wildlife accesses the city through our uh, through our uh, ravine network. Chadville, what's the what's the wildest of the wild animals that you've seen? where you live a cougar really i mean i didn't see it personally i saw photos of a bobcat on the ledge grounds yeah a little while ago so there's a lot of wildlife that still lives in the middle of our really big city years ago uh was at Twilliger off leash in that area i mean it's just such a, I know you spend mm-hmm. some time there as well and i remember um having two of my dogs there ted and neil the britney spaniel and the chesapeake bay retriever And I turned around, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw a tail that looked like a rope. It was gold. Like, it was... Mm -hmm. And my dogs took off like I've never seen them take off again. And I tracked them down about five, ten minutes later because, again, it's an off-leash. I don't know what they saw. I mean, to me, it looked like a big cat's tail, like a cougar 
tail. Very well have been. They were so exhausted. They were so begged when I found them. I don't, uh, again, I, I thank goodness that they were both safe. But I, I wonder what it is, all of those critters that you don't see. Yeah, or I saw a tiger salamander. At a tiger salamander. <laughs> I thought it was so exciting. I'd never seen one before, and it was it was huge. It was probably about a foot. Oh my gosh! From, yeah, nose to tail. You know, it's it's pretty amazing. And so uh, on the on the Facebook page right now, there's um, a lot of um, suggestions or a lot of places that have come in already. Jim, we'll get your uh, phone call here in just a second. Uh, like the River Valley, we know Hermitage Park, McKinnon Ravine Park. I haven't even heard of some of these places. Um, and one of the things. One of the places was Bunchberry Meadows. I had never heard of Bunchberry Meadows. What is Bunchberry Meadows and where is it? So Bunchberry Meadows is actually a Nature Conservancy of Canada site and it's owned in partnership with the Edmonton and Area Land Trust. Um, it's technically outside of the city limits, so it doesn't like count just business, outside. But we would love for people to go there and experience it. It's 640 acres of pristine wilderness, very, very close to the city limits. It's only about a half hour from downtown Edmonton or maybe 10 minutes from the West End. Yeah. It's uh, really close to the Botanical Gardens. Okay. It's got eight kilometers of hiking trails. We have some interpretive signage. There's a parking lot. It's oh, open wow. year-round for foot access. Oh, really? So in the summer, go for a hike, go for bird watches. In the winter, <laughs> pack out your cross-country skis or your snowshoes. Really? Just leave your dogs at home because Bunchberry is a conservation site. So okay. we don't want dogs scaring off the wildlife that okay. live, live in this area and uh, need it for habitat. McTaggart Reserve? Do you know where that is? Have you heard about that one? I'm not familiar with that. No. One, but one of the really cool things about this list We're that learning I'm really about excited, places. Yes, to find out really neat natural areas that I haven't visited yet. And it's going to encourage me and hopefully other people <laughs> to go out and check out these areas. One of the things that I that I do love is places like uh, Big Island. When you when you when you learn about Big Island and the ties that it has to actually Edmonton's mm-hmm. history, which is amazing. You if you're looking out in the river, maybe if you're going over the Twilliger uh, bridge uh, on the Hendy and you look over and, and you or you Google Big Island and, and now I think there's Littler Island, there's Big Island, Little Island there. But the, the ties, what was, you know, the history and about how the, the river, the boats used to go up and down the river from there all the way up to like the ledge grounds. I mean, that's fascinating. It is such an important part of our history, isn't it? The, the, the river, the ravine, all of that stuff. Well, and a lot of, um, not just Edmonton, but our Canadian cities are actually yeah. built in areas that are uh, ecologically important. The things that, you know, bring people to this area, such yeah. as access to fresh water, yeah. are the same things that make it desirable locations for plants and for yeah. animals. Yeah. Put your headphones on for a second there because Jim is on the phone and he wants to tell us about running into a, a critter north of Edmonton. Hi, Jim. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Where are you calling from? Well, I'm in Edmonton now, but we've got a, a, an acreage up north about an hour and a half close to Boyle. It's a little, little bit uh, east of Boyle, the lake we have. Okay. We, we go to it. was pretty wild in there. I was driving in there one day with my vehicle. I grew up in, in southern Manitoba and on, spent time on a farm, so I know what a badger looks like. I thought it was a badger. It wasn't. It was a wolverine. It was a wolverine. Wow. I, oh, that's uh, so cool. You, I, I, came, I came to a stop, and this thing looked at me, and it was probably 50 yards in front of me, and it started to come toward my truck. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, isn't it going to attack my truck? Well, you know? wolverines are notoriously nasty, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm backing up thinking, oh, my gosh, here's this 65-pound animal chasing or making me back my 5,000-pound truck up. Oh, my goodness. How how big was it, Jim? 
probably 65 pounds, 60 pounds. It was uh, bigger than a coyote, you know. Yeah. Um, huge claws. I mean, enormous claws on this thing. Pointy ears, pointy nose, sort of a canine-type nose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but and it waddled when it walked. It didn't really <laughs> walk. It kind of waddled. But I'll tell you, it, it. I've never seen, I've seen most wild animals, I've never seen one of those. Some of us do waddle when we walk, Jim, that's okay, it's all right. <laughs> well, that, that's what happens when you get older, right? You waddle more, that's the excuse, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Jim, and you've never seen, you've never seen it again? No, no, and, just the one time, they're very rare. I was just I, I going... To fish, I say, I went to fish and wildlife after, and I talked to them, I said, well, you know, what's it like? She said, very rare to yeah. see them. Where we are, it's a trapping area. It's a huge area, woodland area, that's just not not populated. And there's a lot of animals in there, but I didn't think there'd be a wolverine. That's wow. amazing. You're so lucky. Oh, it wasn't an experience. I was going to say, yeah, they're incredibly rare, and uh, I think they're pretty nocturnal. So to see them, it's uh, that's something else. Yep. Jim, that's an experience. Did you grab it? You didn't have your phone on you and grab a picture at no, that time, I was, did you? No, because I was so freaked looking at this <laughs> thing. I didn't even think of taking a picture, you know. <laughs> Oh. Like I, 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 I've got pictures of lynx, lynx up there. I've got pictures of moose, bear, all that stuff. But yeah. this thing really freaked me out. Very nice. All right, Jim. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate it so much. Yeah, thank you. That's a pretty cool story. Take care, Jim. Ida texted in and said, Hey, Jay, there's been a cougar at Terwilliger since last September. It's been spotted by several people up close and personal. See, I didn't make it up. (laughs) You did not. You did not make it up. And again, I would have seen what I thought was a cougar probably eight years ago. Mm-hmm. But you just never know what's all walking down, what's walking down that river valley. Okay, let's take a quick break here. Karis Richards joining us in studio. I'm going to read a couple of your texts, and we can find out how you can um, get get more involved with this and get uh, a part of this top 10 list. It's 2.48 on 6.30 Chet Afternoons. Some of your texts coming in this afternoon. Um, echoing Jim's story about the Wolverine. This one out of Slave Lake says, Jay, I've also seen a Wolverine just one time as well, also in the Boyle area. And then this one, OMG, the Wolverine story happened to me as well. I was driving home from Fort McMurray about 20 years ago. I slowed my truck down and it started coming straight at me. Once I stopped, it continued into the woods. Uh, lucky you to see that. This one says, Bomaris Lake in North Edmonton has a really diverse species of birds, pelicans, geese. Um, ducks. It also is an Epcor drainage asset. <laughs> um, how about this one? Um, I don't like to share my nature getaways from people, places, uh, because people spoil these places. And I think that's, you know, it's one of the things that people are fearful about is that once you start talking about it too much, that people will go there and then all of a sudden it's not as special anymore. Well, I think... I can sympathize with that. Yeah. We all have our areas that we want to keep mm-hmm. special to ourselves that other people don't get out and uh, experience them. Yeah. But part of getting people to connect to nature is getting them outside and getting them to experience the things that we're passionate about. Because you can see a photo or, you know, watch yeah. a video or read about it online, but until you actually get out into these really cool landscapes and experience them for yourselves, it's hard to create that connection. Absolutely. Okay, so people want to um, weigh in on their favorite spots. Where do they go to do that? Uh, Yep, visit Facebook and check out the Nature Conservancy of Canada page. Mm. Uh, Share your comments. Let us know the best areas that you think uh, for, you know, natural hotspots within the city and come to our event on November 13th and see what we kind of unveil as our top 10. Jedville, I'd love to hear more of your uh, your run-in with wildlife stories. Um, I was telling Karis about the moose that was in our backyard um, uh, about a year year two years ago 
but I just have to tell you this. So you guys know that my daughter-in-law moved here from, from Japan. And my son, my oldest, is um, a bit of a prankster. And he told her that the way that they say hello when you first arrive in Canada is to put your you know thumbs on either side of the head and do moose antlers. <laughs> and do moose antlers. So as she came, you know, arrived at Edmonton International Airport and is approaching us, she puts her moose antlers up and she's like, "Hello, hello!" And we're like, "What are you? What are you doing?" She says, "Well, this is how you say hello in Canada, right?" I'm like, "No, but you sure are cute." <laughs> anyway, I just laughed and done it right back. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think Jim did too. But uh, anyway, uh, thanks for sharing uh, a little bit of background on uh, the nature. Conservancy, uh, uh, what is it? The Nature Conservancy of Canada. Sorry, and uh, I appreciate you coming in. Best of luck with the uh, with the event. Yeah, thanks for having me, in. and hopefully we'll see you there. Nine one one. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God! The ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry! Hello. Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.